Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Welcome in, everyone, to the OBR Newswire podcast, your home for all things Cleveland Browns every single day. I'm your host, Jake Burns, coming at you guys on Wednesday, April 8th. This is episode four. We will be checking in uh, on a myriad of Browns topics. But before we do, I want to talk to you guys about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Uh, our friends over there are still trying their best to help you get that gambling fix if you need it. They have their poker, they have their blackjack, but they also have Madden NFL 20 simulations that are up. So if you need that sports fix, you can bet on those games should you choose. You can also do Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. They have all sorts of things to get that gambling fix in. Open 24 hours a day all online, which is advantageous to you. Use that promo code BLUEWIRE to join today, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Get that welcome bonus, bet online, your online wager solution. So particular things of interest on the OBR website. We have some things that went up. The Andrew Billings Film Room, I finally got it posted. Tons of good film about him. Tons of good data, too, particularly where they align Andrew, which I think is fascinating. Um, If you look into the article, if you are a premium subscriber and you get a chance to read it, you're going to get film of what he does well, some of his pop plays, some of the things he doesn't do well or did not do well in Cincinnati, which sort of led to his one-year contract opportunity here in Cleveland. But if the Browns use him in Joe Wood's defense in a particular way, I think he could have a really nice year and – and be a big part of the Cleveland defense for a long time if if uh, if things shake out the way they want to. And, 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 you know, we've talked about this in recent days, but the defensive line is going to be going through um, a change in the coming years. And it's important for, um, you know, guys to step up and take charge and want to be a long-term part of the solution, especially along the interior where they have three guys who are fighting for their future in Cleveland. And Andrew will have an opportunity if they use him the right way to make a big uh, a big splash here. So so read that and and uh, get your football fix in and look at where they align him and what he does well. I think it's interesting. Um, also, Fred Greetham, we talked to him yesterday. He had some interesting notes on all of these tackles and uh, the Browns who are looking at his potential first round opportunities. Listen, the the articles that he posted are 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 great in terms of getting to know the players, the players' quotes, the coaches who have coached those guys. I learned plenty from listening. Um, to Fred talk about them and, and, and read Fred's writing about what these players think about themselves, potential position switches, um, going right side to left side, or you know some chatter about some of them moving to guard, just getting their opinion on that, some of their technique, those sorts of things. He has two people, um, sorry, two players to still post on. He has Mekhi Becton coming up tomorrow. You'll have the opportunity to see that one. Um, and then he will have uh, Josh Jones coming up as well. So uh, good stuff from Fred. And if you if you get an opportunity, just a short interview with him yesterday where he talked about those players. He's talked about the Kevin Stefanski presser as well, where uh, Stefanski filled sort of the media in on what's going on in his life and where he's at in Minnesota 
and how they're doing everything in preparation for the draft. So, you know, speaking of the draft, I mentioned it yesterday, it's going to go on as planned. I don't know. The big thing that we're going to talk to Lane Atkins here in a little bit is we don't know what it's all going to look like. We don't know. I think that people have a lot of preconceived notions about this draft, but I don't think there's going to be as many trades because teams won't have the conviction they normally have about players. Um, or maybe, hell, maybe there will be a ton. I don't know. I think everything you think you know about this draft, players picked where you think they're going to be picked are probably going to be turned on their head. you got to remember these guys don't have the opportunities to meet, get to know the football player as well as they need to, um, have all the interviews, and then and, and particularly do all the medical research they need to on these guys. So um, it will be fascinating TV to see how it all shakes out and how it's done remotely. And as we get information about how the Browns are going to do this thing, how they're going to connect remotely and any inside information we get, we will make sure to pass that along to you here at the OBR Newswire podcast as, uh, as that stuff trickles in, but we don't really have a clear idea of what their plans look like quite yet. The uniform watch, right? We got some, some fun information about the uniform. It seems as though the uniform is going to finally drop next week, April 15th. Um, there will be a minor tweak to the helmet we have learned from UniWatch on Twitter. Those guys are very connected to this sort of thing. Could be something as small as expanding the white stripe down the middle and eliminating the, the, the faux carbon pattern that is on the brown of the of the helmet stripe right now. Or it could be changing the color of the face mask. Could be gray. That's the odds on favorite. Could be white. Right, We saw the leak of the helmet from Odell Beckham Jr.'s girlfriend or whatever that is, apparently. Um, we will just have to see. I don't. I think a lot of the preconceived notions will be thrown out the window. What we learned about Tampa Bay today is you know, going back to a more traditional uh, look is, is what's going to get a lot of respect from people. You know, the Tampa Bay introduced theirs again, went back to more of that late 90s, early 2000s look and have that gunmetal gray in there that is Tampa Bay um, – you know, is 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 kind of has more in their scheme of colors, and they did a nice job keeping it simple. Atlanta looks like if you're on Twitter, you can see some of what Atlanta has and how it has uh, has leaked about what their uniform will look like as they're doing it next week. I just hope the Browns go back to the traditional look. I think that, that a lot of people didn't like how they got outside the box here with this uniform and some of the weird shoulder stripes and, and the number colors and um, how those number colors meshed with the jerseys that they were wearing that didn't stand out. I'm just expecting that more traditional late 80s, early 90s, and into the early 2000s look. But hopefully they can modernize it, do the modernized tweaks like the numbering and things like that to uh, accentuate those things. So um, it's good to know, though. Finally, we have a date. We get a uniforms next week, and then the following week is the draft. So it should be fun stuff for all Browns fans out there. But I'm not going to waste any more time. We're going to get over to our interview. Somebody you all know very well here uh, as OBR subscribers and loyal listeners and um, loyal readers through the years. Lane Atkins is going to join me. Lane's been doing inside information work for the OBR forever. He's very connected, has a pulse for what's going on, and he will give us some good tidbits on uh, what the Browns are thinking heading into late free agency in the draft. I do apologize. The audio is not great. We tried to connect via internet, but if you're in Northeast Ohio right now, the storm is is going crazy, and the uh, internet is not doing so well for him, so we had to do this via via um you know via phone call and and I'm, I just apologize it's not perfect but the weather is not helping us out I hope you're all staying safe with that situation but let's uh let's get over to our uh, interview with Lane Atkins All right guys awesome enough to join us here is Lane Atkins our residential guru the man behind the walls of Berea giving us all the inside information Lane how you doing buddy I'm doing good Jake how are you <laughs> I'm good I'm good we're uh we're holding down this everyday plan. We're we're making it work. I think we got some great information from uh, from Fred and Jared the past few days, and um, I, I think I think people are getting a lot out of this. So I'm excited. I think it's going well, and I want to bend your ear about what you think is uh, 
what you think has gone on here in Berea and, and sort of your thoughts on how the offseason plan has come together for this new group. Well, it's interesting because, we, you know, we laid some things out there at, at, at the OVR in Rumor Central and the ACI forums about what we thought was going to happen as the Browns entered free agency. And uh, personally, I feel it's pretty much gone to plan for them and they're still looking for a linebacker that can cover um, maybe some more edge help. But, you know, as far as what they've accomplished, I think Andrew Berry and company have done a very, very good job. Um. Yeah, and I, I certainly think so too. And there are some some folks who are interested in, in a couple positions as we keep moving forward. Uh, I think particularly defensively, linebacker and defensive line. You know, there's there's conversation about two names still sort of floating, bigger names floating out there as your front line defensive line guys on the edge, uh, Everson Griffin, Jadevian Clowney. And with those two, probably would be a release of Olivier Vernon. You know, I don't I don't know how 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 you feel about that or where that kind of sits, but you know, what kind of hunch do you have about what they might do at defensive end and, or if the status quo you think will stay the same? If you look where they're sitting, you know, the Clowney thing is interesting because he's not getting the offers that he expected or anticipated. And certainly he hasn't heard what he's wanted to hear. You know, there's been some scuttle that Seattle offered him two years and about $27 million, which isn't going to, work for him right at this time and, and it's interesting that the Browns interest and discussion was leaked out there you know which only helps intensify the situation of maybe getting Seattle or Tennessee to move you know what it comes down to is that you're looking at Olivier Vernon one year 15 and a half million dollars you don't know what it's going to take to get cloudy and I don't think that they're looking to tie up cash space three years down the road with this you know, so it's interesting to see how this, this whole thing plays out. I think it's going to come full circle, and there may be another discussion or two because Clowney's just not getting what he wants. Yeah, I, I certainly think that the Clowney thing is, is interesting, and there's not many teams, and you're right, Seattle seems to be waiting him out. Um, you know, I guess if that number keeps lowering, Cleveland could get involved, but but I certainly think that Seattle, like you said, is is uh, is just sort of playing the patient game, and we'll see where that goes. And I'm interested to see if anything shakes before – um, you know, before the the actual draft hits, because that's when then cap dollars start to get really tight for everybody. But do you think they have anything linebacker wise of interest to you? Do you think that there's anybody out there that they could particularly key in on um, to add, maybe before or even late in the cycle? Before you know, considering football starts on time, we don't know what that schedule looks like. But um, you know, do do you see any veterans of interest that they could they could pursue there? The name that I heard in the beginning that we felt was going to happen and just hasn't happened was Nigel Bradham. Um, not sure why that hasn't materialized in Cleveland or anywhere else. Obviously, it's a, a contract and dollars type issue coming off the deal he had in Philadelphia before he was released. You know, he, he's a guy that would fit real well until, into the scheme of what they're doing right now because they're a little deficient at that spot. Um, besides Bradham, it's the position that you have in free agency isn't very strong with, with the rest of these guys. And I'm not saying that Bradham's a world beater or anything like that, but he, he would be a very serviceable piece and a necessity um, Brown's defense going forward. Yeah, they certainly need coverage linebackers, and that's what we're trying to look for in terms of these mock drafts and mid-round guys. And it becomes 
the consummate challenge trying to figure out how they might attack that because they have some guys I think who can play the run, but the pass game gets a little dicey, and I think Bradham does make sense. So it's good we confirm that. I, I, I'm interested in your take on the tackle situation. Which one of these young guys you sort of think falls to them? I think everybody has considered Andrew Thomas to be sort of that 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 guy at 10 but I've, I've continued to say I think this draft cycle is going to surprise people and that the people you think might be there are not going to be there and people you don't consider possibilities to be there might be there because it's just a weird cycle so like if you had your choice lane first part of the question is who would you take and then the second part is who do you think is the most realistic I like Tristan Wirfs I think I think he's going to be a tremendous tackle at the next level um, I don't think he's going to have any issues playing left tackle. I would be shocked if he's sitting there at 10 down. The next guy that I have at 1A and 1B, and I have these guys close, is I love Andrew Thomas. I think this guy, you just put him in 10 years down the road, you still see him there. I think he is one of these type of guys who are fundamentally strong and strong technique. He is very athletic, quick hands, quick feet, not lumbersome, strong at the point. You know, a guy that I, sitting at 10, I would be happy to see. And for those subscribers to the OBR, they may have noticed the note in the rumor central forum regarding a, a thought on Andrew Thomas this evening that they may want to check out after they listen to this exceptional podcast. Yeah, I certainly think I just read that myself. It's compelling um, that, that, that uh, where, where, the, where the consensus is on Thomas and what might happen there at 10. So I encourage you to go over there if you're a subscriber and check that out. Um, I will say if they if they don't take a tackle there at ten, is there anybody that you sort of would have your eye on that makes sense there at ten, and possibly someone the Browns might be uh, might be eyeing as well? Well, I think it comes down to what you initially said. It's just, you know this draft could be very unpredictable. It could be strange, crazy. Anything can happen with some of the moves that may transpire here. And we have you think about it when you look at the draft in the first round, you you can get a general idea where. X player, Y player, Z player is going to sit and fall in this thing. And you can be in that ballpark. This could be a draft that everything is blown apart after the first pick. And it's hard to just get your hands around what's going to happen here. I mean, there's some people saying that Simmons could be sitting there at 10, which would be a coup for a team. You know, or a wide receiver or a cornerback. It's it's hard to tell right now, and me personally, I'm invested in getting that tackle for this team if the right guy's on the board. I'm interested in trading down a little bit if my guy isn't sitting there. But it's also going to depend on who is sitting there at 10, because if you got a guy like Simmons, it's hard to pass on him. It's going to be I, interesting to see how this thing develops. Yeah, I'm with you. The only thing I think is interesting, or the last little compelling storyline, in my opinion, about how they can improve their draft capital situation is if somebody, maybe Tampa Bay perhaps is interested in coming after Kareem Hunt. Somebody could come after him, maybe want a second or third. I always thought Kareem made a ton of sense as a backfield threat for Tom Brady down there in a little bit of a everything all chips on the table type situation for Tampa. Has there been any buzz to you about them coming off of Kareem Hunt or any outside interest in the player? I have heard absolutely nothing. I was I was told by a member of the organization that they think highly of Kareem Hunt what he can do on the field in this offensive set. Um, it's going to be interesting because he's a talent that would have a team like Tampa Bay or something like that should have a desire because he's proven he can play. I mean, sure, he's had some issues, but right now he's, he's done what he's 
supposed to do, and the, and the guy can play the game. So it's going to be interesting to see what develops here. But as of right now, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, he's going to be a good. He's, I mean, he's obviously a good player. I'm with you, and um, if they can keep him on the straight and narrow, it'll be completely um, unfair backfield. If they can keep both guys straight and straight down the path that they want him to keep, and Kareem could be a really dynamic player. So I'm fine either way. I could see them improving draft capital. I could certainly see them, um, uh, you know, keeping the player um, as well. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at a guy who actually he wants to be here. He doesn't he doesn't want to leave. Um, you know, it's his hometown. He's happy with what he's heard. He's happy how the organization has stuck with him, even through a couple things. You know, he's a guy who's just. I think he's trying to just regenerate who he is. Enhance his reputation for him to have an opportunity in Cleveland or somewhere else. Season from that. Well, I'm happy it's in Cleveland because I think he could be a huge contributor over the next few years and keep the the wear and tear down on Nick Chubb, which is uh, which is vital for that second contract possibility and finding something that works for both sides. So he's Lane Atkins. It's it's thunderstorming up in Cleveland. It's getting windy here in Columbus. I hope we got something through to you, some good good news and notes here for you guys. And uh, um, you know, Lane, I appreciate you giving me some time, buddy. And no problem at all. Until next time. All right. Take care, Link. Okay, you too. Okay, guys, that's a wrap for Episode 4 here. Everybody, make sure you get out. Enjoy the sunshine on what should be a beautiful Wednesday here uh, across the state of Ohio. I hope everybody up in the Northeast Ohio region stays safe through that uh, late-night weather that seems pretty crazy. But, uh, again, keep that keep that mental health um, you know, in check and get out and enjoy the sunshine. I know we will be doing that around here with my family as our little guy will, will not let us not get outside and take walks and do some some uh, some fun activities. So, uh, again, check the OBR page. We've got a ton of stuff, Browns content, leading toward the draft. It's only going to get juicier uh, in terms of the information in Rumor Central from Lane. If you have questions, hit the Ask the Insiders page, and we will get back to you with our thoughts on where they're going with this whole thing. And we're just excited about the uniform stuff as you guys are. And uh, we should be looking forward to a fun week next week as we really get close to some some fun uh, – some fun items, right, with the with the uniform introduction and the uh, draft the week after that. So exciting times, even in the bleakness of sports world that is right now. And I hope you guys are enjoying what we're bringing you here at the OBR and especially this Newswire podcast. If you have recommendations, guests you'd like to hear, always hit us up on the OBR Twitter page. Uh, give us all your feedback there. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, downloading all of these episodes. That helps us out here. And I hope it's helping you You know, you enjoy your experience with the OBR more. So, again, we appreciate you listening. Appreciate you giving us our, you know, a part of your day. And uh, we hope you have a good one. And uh, as usual, go Browns.